COVID vaccines are now available for little kids, so let the fear-mongering begin. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for your ongoing support of The Candace Malcolm Show, as well as of True North, TNC.news. It is so important in this country that we have independent media, that we have groups like True North telling the other side of the story. And today I'm going to focus in on one of the reasons why it is so important that we have independent media and we have the other side of the story being told. Because increasingly, what we see from the legacy media is not news. It's not reporting in the traditional sense of reporting the news. People think when it comes to news, you can kind of vaguely split it into two different sections. You have uh, fact-based news, so just reporting, and then you have opinion-based news, so uh, opinion columns, analysis pieces, uh, opinion shows, and, and, that, and that it's sort of a black and white distinction. But but what we see is this isn't true. We, we see that the legacy media, particularly the media outlets that are funded by the government, the, the ones that take money from the federal government, not just the CBC. The CBC is, of course, the biggest outlet that takes money from the federal government, but we see that the Trudeau government has, has spread that those funds uh, across, uh, particularly newspapers. Newspapers are now also funded in part or subsidized by the Trudeau government. And what we see from these legacy news outlets, these, these publicly funded news outlets, is that the reporting looks less and less like straight journalism, like straight reporting, un unbiased, fact-based. And, and what it looks like now is, is more like an advocacy campaign to achieve the government's objective. And, and I'm going to demonstrate that today with this topic of little kids and vaccines. I'm going to show you the way that this issue has been portrayed by the media and juxtapose that with the facts, with, with the pure facts that we have on little kids when it comes to COVID. And, and then from there, you can make up your own mind. You can make up your mind for yourself, whether you think it is a good idea for little kids to get vaccinated, you'll have all of the reasons for, as well as the reasons against, and, and compare that to someone who just watches legacy media, just consumes the news through the legacy outlets, and, and how, by, by contrast, they're not well-equipped to make the decision because they're only hearing one side of the story. And I think when it comes to the health of little kids, of little kids who can't really make the decision for themselves, they have to rely on their parents to make these decisions decisions for them is just so important that you have all the facts that you're armed with the facts so that you can make a good decision. So do little kids need the COVID vaccine? So last Friday, we, we finally got the announcement, much anticipated announcement that little kids, kids aged five to 11 would now be eligible for the vaccine. So Canada announced the approval of the Pfizer vaccine for kids aged five to 11 on Friday, November 19th. And so this week, the first doses were being administered to little kids across the country. We knew this was coming, it was anticipated. The US approved the vaccine for this age group two weeks ago, and just this week, Europe has also approved this vaccine. So first, I'm gonna start by showing this clip from the CBC. This is how the CBC reported this news that little kids will now be eligible for the vaccine. Keep in mind, this isn't opinion journalism. This is straight news. This is the straight news, and these are the facts that the CBC gives the viewer about the vaccine. So let, let's play this report, and I'll, I'll just preface saying it's a two-minute report. I'm gonna play the whole thing, and what you see is voice after voice after voice advocating for the vaccine. So it starts with a parent saying, finally, I can't wait to vaccinate my kid. We hear the overlay of the reporter's voice talking about how the little kids are the most likely to be infected and also lead to the end of the lockdowns and the pandemics and the restrictions, something that we've heard many, many times before. And yet here we are still <laughs> living in a COVID world with, with restrictions and lockdowns. Then, then we hear from a volunteer activist whose job it is to go from door to door to try to convince parents to get their children vaccinated. So we hear right off the bat, 
three pro-vaccine voices, and then followed by a series of public health officials, government officials, basically just telling you to get vaccinated. So, so not, a, not a lot of variation in opinion. We basically just hear all the reasons why you must vaccinate your kids. Let's play this report. They're among the millions of young Canadians who, as of today, are eligible to get vaccinated against the coronavirus. Thank goodness. They have taken long enough to approve it. Um, I can't wait. The timing of the approval is critical. Kids under 12 are testing positive more than any other age group. Vaccination reduces their chances of getting sick and infecting others more susceptible to severe illness, a risk that's kept families apart. I don't have any family in Canada and my children haven't seen any of their cousins. They haven't seen my grandmother. Health Canada confirms in a clinical trial, the Pfizer vaccine was over 90% effective at preventing COVID-19 in children between 5 and 11. The department has determined that the benefits of the vaccine outweigh the potential risks. Kids could begin getting their shots in just a few days. Canada will begin receiving doses Sunday with all the 2.9 million doses received by the end of next week. That's enough doses to offer a first shot to all eligible children in this country. Now comes the delicate job of persuading parents who are still unsure. In one of Toronto's least vaccinated neighbourhoods, public health volunteers encounter questions and hesitation. They're concerned about oh, if it's kind of painful or if they get fever or something or how safe it is. They're also reminding parents this could help children return to normal. We're going to have less outbreaks, less school closures or classroom closures, and that will give a bit of stability for kids because a lot of kids in the past two years haven't had it. The National Advisory Committee on Immunization recommends extending the interval between the two pediatric doses to eight weeks from Pfizer's recommended three weeks, which means children wouldn't be fully vaccinated until the new year. Vicodopia, CBC News, Toronto. So, I mean, it's basically an infomercial for the vaccine. And so you, you would, if you were, if you were just a casual viewer of the CBC, not a skeptical minded person, just someone who says, okay, I turn on the CBC, I trust them to get my news. You would be uh, under the impression that it was a unanimous decision that every health expert out there agreed that children need to be vaccinated. Children are at great, great risk. COVID is very dangerous for little kids. And therefore it is your obligation to your child as well as to society, the greater society to get your children vaccinated. But, but wait a minute, I want to pause and just say that that is not the case. That is not the case. It is not true that every health expert out there unanimously agrees that little kids must get vaccinated. It is still an issue of contention and it is a moral decision. It is up to each individual parent to determine what is best for their own child. And uh, doing some great reporting on this topic is my colleague, Anthony Fury, and he has an excellent Twitter thread that I'm basically going to read in its entirety here, talking about how, no, it isn't unanimous. So here is Anthony. Anthony Fury saying this, Canadian parents would be well advised to read what the NACI release on kids' vaccines actually says. NACI, by the way, is the National Advisory Committee on Immunization. You saw at the end of the CBC report, they're the ones who recommended a further gap between the two vaccine doses in contrast to what Pfizer recommends. So, so this is the Canadian Advisory Board. And so Anthony has gotten his information straight from them. So one more time, he says, Canadian parents would be well advised to read what the NACI release on kids' vaccines actually says. It is far less of a ring endorsement than many would have you believe. 
So again, this comes from the Canadian authority. All those people who say trust the science, trust the experts, these are the experts, this is the science, the National Advisory Committee on Immunization. And so here they say, it is essential that children aged 5 to 11 and their parents are supported and respected in their decision regarding COVID-19 vaccines for their children, whatever decision they make, and are not stigmatized for accepting or not accepting the vaccine offer. Wow, you didn't hear anything like that in that CBC report. Let's go on. It says, it is not justified to vaccinate children only to benefit others. The overall safety and effectiveness data are limited for children. It is not justified to vaccinate children only to benefit others. Isn't that interesting? The NACI says right here, it is not justified to vaccinate children only to benefit others. Go back to that CBC report and, and you heard the narrator say, the reporter say, that the purpose of vaccinating little kids is twofold. One, to protect them and two, to protect the people who they may infect. So, so little kids get COVID a lot and they could pass it on to a, a sick relative and it could prevent them from seeing their relatives. We saw that parent complaining about how she hadn't been able to leave the country presumably and go visit her relatives so she would not just vaccinate her child to protect her child she would vaccinate her child to protect people around her and and to enable her to do the things that she wants to do so in some ways it's sort of like sacrificing a little kid to benefit others and here the NACI says it is not justified to vaccinate children for that reason. Interesting stuff, stuff that you are not seeing reported by the legacy media. I'll keep going. It says the overall safety and effectiveness data are limited for children. Given the short-term uncertainties surrounding pediatric vaccination at this time, children and their parents or guardians should be supported and respected in their decision. So we're learning there's still short-term uncertainties regarding this vaccine and that we shouldn't be vaccinating little kids to benefit others interesting stuff, stuff that you don't hear or read about in the legacy media. Anthony goes on to say, I don't think most Canadians are aware that there were similar cautionary notes surrounded by the FDA committee and even Pfizer itself as I break down here. Any links to a column you wrote for the Sun saying more nuance is needed around the kids vaccination decision. He goes on to say, anyway, give the NACI document a read yourself. And they don't explicitly say it because unlike the Ontario Science Table, which is a group of doctors that advise Doug Ford, Ontario Premier Doug Ford, and as we know, they're very, very political, so political that one guy left the table to go run for the Liberals. Regardless, he, he makes a point that unlike the Ontario Science Table, NACI is far too professional to blur science with policy advocacy. So, so these guys are just showing the science. They're not saying one thing or another with regards to what they recommend and what they advocate with regards to policy, but they, they clearly, they clearly don't support vaccine mandates or passports for five to 11 year olds. So, so wow. So here we have a group of scientists, a group of experts saying that the, that there are short-term uncertainties when it comes to this vaccination, saying that the overall safety and effectiveness data are limited for children. So we don't actually know and saying that either way it's up to the parents and neither should be stigmatized. Neither should be stigmatized. So in other words, to all the journalists out there and all the politicians out there, what they're basically saying is don't fear monger when it comes to little kids, let parents make their own decisions. Don't scapegoat the unvaccinated as if that's the root of all of our problems. And basically don't pass judgment. It's up to the parents whether they choose to vaccinate or not vaccinate. Very, very different tone and, and, and information than what we saw in that CBC report, which again, was much more like an infomercial for the vaccine than anything else. And, and of course, CBC, is not alone. So here we have a report from CTV when the vaccines first became available. It says, focus shifts to Ontario Public Health Units as Health Canada approve kids vaccines. So here we have, it says Toronto Health Units 
encouraged some of Ontario's youngest residents to channel their inner superheroes Friday as they prepared to vaccinate kids against COVID-19 after Pfizer's vaccine was approved for children aged 5 to 11. And it goes on, the superhero theme employed by Toronto Halton, Chatham-Kent, public health units, among others, is a child-friendly way public health units are trying to get kids invested in vaccination. So in other words, kind of like propaganda, you know, make it seem like your kid's a superhero, that they're going there to save society, even though the benefits for them aren't exactly clear. And basically the reason we're getting kids to be vaccinated is to protect other people, not to protect kids, but to protect other people. And so this whole idea of a superhero, uh, again, it is propaganda and, and, and it's kind of telling because the idea that we're telling little kids is like, sacrifice yourself for the greater good. That's basically the message we're being told. And of course, CTV chooses to highlight two parents and lo and behold, surprise, surprise, they both are very, very pro-vax for little kids. So here it says Toronto mom, Lisa Dorning said she's been obsessively checking the news to hear when her 11 year old son could get vaccinated. So Friday felt like a huge relief. So another parent, parent Smesky, who has a daughter that's turning five in January. So not even eligible for the vaccine, not even old enough, four year old little kid. And this woman is already ecstatic that soon she will be able to get her little young child vaccinated. So she says that she's feeling that acutely. She's resisted signing her daughter up for extracurricular activities such as skating lessons until now. But she said that she'll be more comfortable doing so once her daughter gets her shots. Smensky also noted that getting her older child vaccinated will help keep her 20-month-old daughter safe from the virus. So again, two examples, two people that are very pro-health. This is supposed to be objective, fair journalism, only showing one side. Is there any surprise? It keeps going. We have a report from the Toronto Star. It says Health Canada has approved the Pfizer COVID vaccine for kids. Here's what you need to know. And 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 then this is how they describe it because they, they have no shame. So here they say, not only will the arrival of doses be met with jubilation from many parents who want protection for their children, they'll be an important step towards ending the pandemic for everyone. So we're supposed to believe that parents are just jubilated about the idea of getting their little kids vaccinated. Yeah, sure, there, there's probably a portion of the society that are feeling super excited, but the way that they write this, it makes it seem like it's a universal thing, that it's, it's beyond debate, beyond discussion, whether or not we should actually be vaccinating little kids. And the idea is just jubilation from parents. Uh, and, and then of course, they, they put in that second note there, it's an important step towards ending the pandemic, hinting towards this idea that it's not really just to protect the little kids, but it's to protect everyone. And again, this is sort of waving carrot that they have, this goalpost that if, if we just get everyone vaccinated, the pandemic will be over. But we know that's not true. We were told that if we get vaccinated, we won't have to wear masks anymore. We'll be able to go back to normal. That, of course, was a lie. We were told that once a certain percentage of society was vaccinated, that, that everything would go back to normal. That's not true. And now they're saying all you have to do is vaccinate your little kids and we will end this pandemic. Uh, I, I don't believe I don't believe them. I don't believe them. They've said it enough and it's just not true. Uh, this Toronto Star piece goes on to say, while children are at a lower risk for serious complications of COVID-19, they're not without risk. There is a direct benefit to children who get vaccinated as some do end up with severe versions of the illness, said Dr. Stephen Freeman, a Calgary-based pediatric emergency doctor who has led multiple studies on the impact of COVID on kids internationally and in Canada. One Canadian study suggests that one in five kids who are admitted to hospital with COVID end up in intensive care. So, okay, so we're hearing from a doctor here who says that there is benefit for kids and they're using really vague language here. So it says that, that some do end up with severe versions of the illness and some end up 
in intensive care. Here it says a study suggested one in five children who is admitted to the hospital with COVID end up in intensive care. So again, that's, that's designed to make you feel afraid, to make you feel nervous, to make you think that kids are at a great risk. But, but it, it of course ignores so much context, so much greater information. For instance, we know that the hospitalization rate for children is very low, and even of the kids who get admitted to a hospital with COVID, the, the overwhelming majority of those cases are not individuals who are admitted because of COVID. They're admitted for other reasons, and then they're tested, and it turns out they had COVID, but they didn't even know about it. And so they're saying of the, of the kids who get admitted to the hospital, those are the ones that end up in acute care. Well, 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 of course, because they're taken to hospital because of the disease. So it kind of makes sense. And again, when, when you hear this one in five get admitted, you think that the, that the child might be at risk, one in five kids. But the reality is that the number of kids that go to the hospital with COVID is like one in thousands or one in tens of thousands. So again, the, 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 the data isn't being presented in a factual way. And why, why don't we pause? Let's pause right now and go through the actual numbers with kids in COVID, because I think it's so important, again, for parents to be armed with the facts. So the following figures all come from Health Canada's comprehensive database on COVID-19. So dating back to the very beginning of the pandemic, early 2020, there have been a total of 1.68 million cases of COVID in Canada and about 29,000 deaths. That's that's in all age groups, in all of Canada, in basically the last two years, almost two years now. That, that, that Those are the total numbers. So of that 1.7 million COVID cases to date, the most infected age group are people under 20. That is true. The, there have been approximately 350,000 cases in this age group, making up 21% of all cases. So, so, so kids, teenagers, people under the age of 20 are the most likely to get COVID. However, they're also the least likely to be hospitalized. So despite having the highest numbers of COVID cases, Canadians aged 0 to 19 experienced the lowest hospitalization rate only 2% of hospitalizations, so all of all the people who've gone to the hospital, only 2% were from that age group, from that 0 to 20 age group. Compare that to my age group, I'm in my 30s, so age 30 to 39 have been 7.5% of all hospitalizations. My mom's age group, 60 to 69, 18% of all hospitalizations have been in that age group. And look at my grandmother's age bracket, over 80, 25% of all COVID hospitalizations have been people in their 80s. So to go back to kids, of the 350,000 cases we've had in Canada, for those people under the age of 20, only 1,800 have been hospitalized. Only 1,800 out of all those 350,000 cases. And as my colleague Anthony Fury reported, that only 40% of those 1,800 cases, so only about less than what, 800, 800 cases, have been because of COVID. The other ones have been someone, they break their arm, they, they have a bloody nose, something happens, they go to the hospital and then they're tested and it turns out that they have COVID. So it's not like they're hospitalized because of COVID, they're hospitalized and then they just happen to have asymptomatic COVID. And, 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 so, and so again, the, the numbers are so important because they show you the context. So since the start of the pandemic, so we're almost at two years now, the two year death rate for children under the age of 20, so, so teenagers and kids, in all of Canada, in the past two years, there have only been 17 deaths, 17, 17 deaths. That makes up 0.1% of all COVID deaths in Canada. That means that the COVID case fatality rate, the, the number of people who die per case in Canada for anyone under the age of 20 is 0.002%. That is a lower death rate, by the way, than the seasonal flu. So, so that's what we're talking about. And if you isolate it, when I was looking at the numbers, it was only showing me vaguely under 20. It, it didn't break them down. Our friends over at Blacklocks have a report that, that did break it down into an even smaller age group. And they found that there have been six deaths, six deaths in all of Canada in that younger age bracket. So according to this Blacklocks report, it says that in Canada, 
Children under the age of 16, there are over 6 million of them, over 6 million Canadians under the age of 15, a total of 171,000 of those children have been infected with COVID. So about 3% of everyone under the age of 15 has had COVID. A total of 780 of those were hospitalized. So the hospitalization rate is 0.01%. And of those who died, six. We've had six children under the age of 14 die from COVID, six, six. So again, six children in, in, in a country of 38 million in, in a total age bracket of over 6 million people, we've had six deaths. So, so don't you think that that information might be relevant to the Canadian public? Don't you think that maybe some of these news reports should have included all of that context instead of cherry picking the most scary statistics like one in five of the people hospitalized end up in intensive care? Wouldn't it be more relevant for, for parents to know that only 0.01% of those who get COVID end up in the hospital? 780 in the entire country and of those only six children have died from COVID. We don't know what other comorbidities they had. We, we don't know what else may have led to the COVID death. But again, wouldn't you think that some of this information would be relevant to the Canadian public? We here at True North do think that's relevant. We think that you need to know all of the information so that you can make an informed decision. Whereas the legacy media, they just don't think that. They don't think that you need to know. They don't think that it is important to give you all of the statistics, all of the facts, because they're not news agencies. They're not there to present the information in an unbiased way. They're activists. They're activists they're running infomercials, they're pro-vaccine, they're pro-Trudeau government, and it is all incredibly obvious by the way that they are reporting on children and vaccines. Here at the Candace Malcolm Show, we think that you should make your own decision. And I'll just say, full disclosure, I am vaccinated. I've had two vaccine doses against COVID. I thought it was a good idea for me and my family. I wanted to get back to normal. I wanted to be able to travel. I decided to get the vaccines. When it comes to my little kids, though, it's going to be a totally different equation. I will just say that my kids are completely up to date when it comes to their vaccination schedules. I am pro-vaccine. I believe in vaccines for other diseases. It just, when it comes to COVID, I haven't seen the evidence that would really prove to me that I need to go out and get my little kids vaccinated. But again, it's up to each and every Canadian and we should respect the decision that everyone makes one way or another. I'm Candace Malcolm and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.